You're listening to Rolling Toe with trucking experts Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road. Let's get rolling. Well, good evening. This is Mike. And this is Kevin. And we're here on our pre-election show that is a politics-free zone. A safe place. A safe place. Yes, we are not going to talk about any of that stuff. And if anybody asks us a question about it, we're going to hang up on them. That's the last we're going to hear or say. Definitely. Trucks, tires, vibrations. Yes. Funny tire wear. Who's funny? What are you saying? Funny like a clown? Funny like a clown. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what was new and exciting this week? What was, well, um, boy, I'm trying to remember. Well, the Cubs won. The Cubs won. Yes. Yes. Cubs won. All right. We are in Des Moines, Iowa. This is the home of the Iowa Cubs. Yes. The the farm team of the Cubs. Yes. Something like, you know, I apologize for not being a big baseball fan, but something like half of this team had played for the farm. Iowa yeah, so there's a connection here, even though I never go watch the Iowa Cubs. <laughs> I have. I, I never listen to baseball games. games. I really don't care about baseball until we get to the playoffs. And then the, I really still don't watch it until it's the World Series. The World Series is when I really get interested. Right. And since we had a connection, mm-hmm. I went out and bought a Cubs hat. You did. It's right. It's still right here. And I wore it for two weeks, and they won. And now I won't throw it away. I'll just save it and say, see, I bought that when the Cubs won. And 100 years from now, my great-great-great-great-grandchildren will have that hat that the old man bought when the Cubs won. You know, they, they I don't know if you saw it, but they did something interesting over here at Adventureland yeah. where they have that big Ferris wheel. Yeah. They had the, I guess, you know, they can control the lights any way they want. Yeah. And they had it as a big blue, it's a big circle. Yeah. There's a big blue circle yeah. with a white C on it. Is that right? They did, yeah. I didn't know that. That was pretty cool. Heck of a deal. Cubs win, Cubs win. All right. Uh, That's all of our baseball stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you know any of the statistics of any of the players? Uh, 108 years. I heard that. No, no, the players. I I don't. Their batting averages. Nope. The ERA. No, I, I saw a couple of guys I thought should hit, and I don't think they got one hit during the World Series. We were scientific at this time. Like Hayward should probably go back to the Cardinals. We really know time. what we're doing, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I don't know. Did they get any field goals? Field goals. <laughs> a couple field goals. A couple field goals. Probably a couple of touchdowns. Okay, cool. <laughs> we probably should get on with answering questions, because that's the reason these people listen to this stupid show. Sure. Yeah, well. We do have a couple of questions up there. If anybody has a question or a comment, no politics, you can push one on your phone dial. That'll put you up so we know you have a question or a comment. If you push it twice, you'll erase yourself, and then we won't care about you anyway. Mm-hmm. Um what did I, I didn't do, I, I went out and played with a fleet last week, and it was, for me, an ex, a unique experience. It was a car hauler fleet. Yes. And they have different loads and different tire sizes, and everything they do is to try and get that truck low mm-hmm. so that the cars that are on the top don't scrape the trees as they go by because <laughs> they don't want to put scratches on new tires, or new cars. And stuff. So we, we're dealing with different issues. Um and this next week, on Tuesday, I will be training in Long Island, Long New York, Island. on Tuesday. And I will be in San Francisco area on Thursday. I'm going coast to coast this week, boys. And that's something you've never done. And girls. I, I, not in the same week. Not in the same week. I've, I've been to both coasts. Obviously. But New York to San Francisco in the same week. This is going to be kind of unique. Yeah. The flight time on Wednesday from LaGuardia through Denver to San Francisco is uh, about seven and a half hours of flight time. It's not bad. Yeah, and an hour and a half layover in Denver. That's that's actually pretty amazing. That's a whole day gone. Well, sure. Try and drive it. <laughs> There's plenty of people doing that right now. Right now, coast. driving coast to coast, yep. Okay, um, let's start with the first one. The phone area code is? Uh, 312. And your guess on what area that is? Uh well, uh, I'm guessing it's outer space. <laughs> it's not Jamaica because that's 876. I'm waiting for that. This is Illinois. 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 And are they, in, Cub fan. are they in? Yeah, but he is. Let's find out. Let's see if he's a Cub fan. Answer that phone right now. Right. Hello, Illinois. 
Yeah, hello. 312 is uh, Chicago proper. Are you a Cubs fan or a White Sox? I got to go with the Cubbies. I mean, I like the Sox, but, you know. (laughs) They won. You got to be with them this year. (laughs) All right. What's up? Um, not much. Thanks for taking my call. I got a quick question for you. Um, I have some trailer tires that were kind of had some weird wear on the outer sides, the like the outer part of the tire and the inner part of the tire, um, where it's just kind of wearing a little uneven and, and um, wearing down faster than everything else. And uh, I replaced the tires. I put all new tires on. And before I replaced the tires, one thing was it kind of the trailer kind of tracked to the to the left a little, you know. Like I would okay. look in my rear mirror and I I would see the trailer off towards the uh, shoulder. And when I put these right. new tires on, it seems like it yeah to the right I suppose yeah if you're looking yeah mm-hmm. yeah you're right to the right. Um, and when I put these new tires on, that seems to have gone away. Um, now, I, I did take it into an MD alignment place. Um, he did say – he told me a couple things. Um, he said the, t- the wear was because the tires were overflated, overinflated, and he said that um, it was a little bit out of a line. But, honestly, he did the he did the alignment on the truck, and I, I wasn't really happy with it, and it's still not going. So I'm not really too sure about that particular place. I was going to try to get it into a different place. Um but I guess my question is, does that sound right to you, why you would have that kind of wear? And then second question, kind of not really related but a little bit, is as far as balancing tires, when I put those tires on, I asked the place that, that put them on, I said, do you guys ever balance trailer tires? And at first he said, no, we never do that. Then he checked with another guy. He's like, yeah, sometimes. And then I asked him, you know, do you guys recommend the, the packets, you know, the beads or the centromatics mm-hmm. or – you know what? And he said that they do the weights. And he said, mm-hmm. the reason for that is when you throw a packet in there, you know, you're throwing 10 ounces in and you're just hoping that it goes where it needs to go. But if you put the weight on there, um, you're putting the precise amount of weight in the precise location where it needs to be. Okay. Um, let's so deal I just kind of these... your feedback on that. All right. Let's deal with these uh, one at a time. Now you said both shoulders of the trailer tires were wearing. How many tires was that? Uh, it, it, it was the four, the four outer tires, the four outer tires, the inner tires weren't wearing like this, just the four outer tires. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And did you replace just the four outer tires or all eight tires? I replaced all eight. All eight. Okay. And the wear was on both shoulders of the outer tire. Right. Now, the wear on the shoulder, was it just a narrow strip on the outside edge of the tire, like the width of your finger? Yeah, about something like that. Okay, all right. Let's talk about that wear pattern. That is called tram wear, okay? It's a weird name for what it actually is. Yeah, yeah, it is a weird name, but most names are weird. I mean, a bitch file. Who cares (laughs) about a bitch file? All right, in any case, tram wear... The steel belts that are under the tread do not extend all the way to the edge of the tread. They start stop about a finger width away from the edge because otherwise they'd stick out the belts, uh, out the sidewalls, okay? Okay. That, that means that as the tire goes through the footprint, the edges of the, tire, of the tread, that finger width, is not supported by the steel belt, so it depresses more and wears a little faster and tends to wear down about three or four thirty seconds more than the rest of the tread. It looks a little ugly. Looks a little ugly. You'll notice on your steer tires, you have a decoupler, uh, an extra rib. That's on the outside. About that, that wide, all the way out at the edge of the tire. So you don't see that step-down wear. Yeah, okay? actually... Uh, yeah, actually, when I was looking at new tires, these were Firestone tires, the um, mm-hmm. FT455s that mm-hmm. have been discontinued now. And he put me; they put me into the FT491s, and they mm-hmm. have, like, that break there. And he told yeah. me that that break would prevent that in the future. And that's exactly what's going on. There was nothing wrong with your alignment. There was nothing wrong with the tire wear. They were not overinflated. You were just putting a solid shoulder tire on, 
And because everything else was right, you got a little step down where. Okay? Okay. All right. Okay. okay. Maybe out of alignment, but the alignment wasn't causing tire wear. Well, if the yeah, if the alignment was completely out, you'd have had tire wear, and the, and the step down wear wouldn't have showed up because it would have been scuffing the rubber. Right. Okay. So okay. second thing, you say the truck was dog tracking to the right a little bit. Um, Correct. How are you running a one hundred two wide trailer? Yeah. You know your trailer is one hundred and two inches wide, and your no. and your track. Your tractor's only 96 inches wide. Okay, yeah, that sounds right. So if you put the trailer tires on the white line, your tractor tires are going to be further off the line because they're not as wide. About four inches. And it'll look like your dog tracking to the right all the time. Oh. Just to be aware. So why, why is it just in my head then that it seems like it's not doing it anymore or you need you need to call a good psychiatrist <laughs> no <it's> okay <laughs> okay it may not be it may not be in your head it may be out of alignment it may be but but that's but, to in order you know in order to you know really parse out the difference like you got well it's okay it's more like 2 inches if you got a 98 inch wide axle here and a 102 wide axle here well you've got 2 extra inches on each side so if that's about what you're looking at in the rear of your mirror, everything's fine. No. the, the And if you're driving in the right lane and everything's aligned perfectly straight, when you're on flat ground, yeah. the trailer's going to lean off to the right about two inches more. So you're going to have four to five yeah. inches of apparent dog track when you're in the right lane. The right lane. <clears throat> but if you pull over into the left lane, right. you'll have about the same dog track the other way. Yes. And if that's the case, okay. your, tra- your trailer is neutral. It's just trailing behind the vehicle. Every right. Time. Okay. Now okay. let's go on to the other um, question. You you weren't happy with the I, other can, alignment. Yeah. Well, go ahead. On the, uh, yeah. On his alignment here, he's he's saying that the thrust is four and three quarters to the right on the front axle and three and a half to the right on the rear axle. Is that one? Wait, 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 wait a minute. That's one measurement. What? What happens when you subtract another number on the other side of the axle? Yeah, or is that is that the total? No, he's got he's got a picture of my trailer, and in the center, the wow. axle he's got it says thrust, and then there's an arrow going right, an arrow going left, and it says four and three quarter, and the arrow to the right is circled. So, are there little numbers written down in the tires? Yeah. Um, what numbers are written in the tires? Is, uh, Go ahead. Two. T1 is two. On which on side? On the front axle. On the left side. Okay. On the right side, T1 is... And on the right side, T1 is six, six and three quarter. Huh. Okay. Okay. Now, did he adjust that or did he leave it alone? I don't like that. Yeah. Sorry. That, that is saying it is off by quite a bit. Quite a bit. That's a lot. I don't like that alignment. Each, uh, each inch and a half that that number is off is about a sixteenth inch of adjustment. Yeah, and the trailer, the both trailer axles should be aimed left. There should be a larger number to the left, and, and the net in the middle should be about an inch or an inch and a half. Right. That's where we'd like okay. to see it. So it's out of alignment. Yeah, it looks like... The- yeah, the net is four and three quarter. If you take the yeah. right, yeah, three quarter, yeah, two. And and it it's very possible. I don't know which shop you went to, but a lot of the shops that are, that are out there using our equipment don't like to do trailers, yeah. particularly if it's a Hendrickson suspension because they have to cut the bolts off and put new bolts in, and they just don't want to mess with it. Right. Okay. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did ask him a couple times to do. I mean, I did, had a lot of work done at that time. He was just kind of mm-hmm. like, "Well, you know, um, I'm too busy now to do that. Just we'll get it next time." And yeah, I don't think I, he I wanted really to like do a trailer. To... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he wanted to do a trailer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. A, do you know if it's a Hendrickson back there? Um, I'm getting ready to look. Um, I don't think it's a. Uh, I'm looking. Okay, where the big beam comes from the axle forward to the hanger on the left side. On the left side. There should be a nice big round washer. Bolt in the middle of it. With a bolt in the middle of it, and the washer be stamped with an H. Right. Okay. 
Um, no, I'm actually looking at my. Um, hey, or she. Oh, I have it, I have it written else. down. There yeah, you. I'm looking. I got I got a list here somewhere that's, that has all the specs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just got to find it. Okay. Yeah, it's a Hendrix. Yeah, it's a Hendrix suspension. Yep. That means it's a one-time use bolt. Right. You have to it. cut that bolt off. You have to put a new bolt in. You have to adjust it to where you want it, snug it up. And when you're really satisfied, then you have to sp- have a special Torex. It's about a $40 uh, socket that fit on there. You have to tighten it to 550 foot-pounds to break off the uh, break-off washer or the right. break-off head on the bolt. And uh, a lot of guys just don't want to do it. Right. It's, it is a bit of a pain. But once it's done, you know, it's done. Yep. Yep. It's just getting okay. somebody to actually do it. And if it's that far off, I strongly suggest you have somebody go underneath there and check the bushings first, because Hendricks are notorious for wearing out the bushings, and that could be why it's so far off. Normally, they're not that far off unless yeah. the bushings wore out. Okay. Um, Which, you know, and I, I kind of lied to you about the wear pattern too. Um, I was a little ah, bit off. On that. You fib. Uh, the wear. <laughs> yeah, I, I was. I was. My recollection was, was wrong. Um, okay. On the front ax, on the front axle, the way he's got it marked here is there was wear on both sides of all four front axle tires. Okay. And then on the rear axle, on the left side, the outer tire had inner wear, and both tires on the right side had inner wear. Okay. Okay. And inner wear is really normal on a Hendrickson. Yeah, that's axle flex or wheel bearings. Um, okay. Yeah, and that Hendrickson has a tendency to flex too much as you hit bumps in the road, and it will flex. But, but if the yeah, bushings are out, too. Yeah, you've got you've got a number of things you're going to need. How old a trailer is this? It's a 2012, and I did have um, some – I did have the, the wheel bearings. I did have some of the wheel bearings um, – Okay. Re- replaced uh, last January. Okay. All right. So the trailer needs a good mechanical inspection and then an alignment. And then remember that the trailer is wider than the tractor is, so it's hard to make it look right. Okay? okay. But yeah, definitely need okay. to get the pins, bushings. And if, and if the bushings are loose and the rear axle's walking around, that's why now it doesn't look like it's dog tracking. Yeah. You could you could turn a corner and then all of a sudden be dog tracking again because the axle will walk. Yeah. Okay. No problem. Okay. Okay. So, um, I mean, I've heard good things about Chad in Kansas City. Does he like to work on trailers, or do you have somebody that you recommend that does good trailer work? I strongly suggest you call them, whoever it is you want to go to, and specifically tell them I've got a Hendrickson uh, a suspension trailer. Do you like to align these or not? And if they say no, then don't go there. Yeah, or do you okay. have time to get to it? Yeah. Yeah, because it, yeah, okay. it's, it's going to be some work. And it takes up two bays in a normal shop. and Some yeah, guys just don't want to do it. Yep. Okay? Okay, fair enough. Um, All righty, buddy. What about the, ba- the balancing issue? Oh, balancing. Okay, forgot about that. I believe in balancing everything. Every tire on the truck should be balanced. One. Two, I prefer the beads or the centromatics to go in the tires. And if you put in 10 ounces, what happens is the, bead, the bag breaks apart and the beads spread around, and they will automatically distribute themselves so there's no extra weight anywhere. Right. If they don't need any, it'll be evenly distributed. If it needs extra weight, the beads will go to that area, and it will automatically balance the tire. So you're not throwing in too much weight ever. Third, the glued-on or clipped-on weights that are specifically applied to a specific spot is only correct the day you did it. Tires do not wear uniformly around their circumference as you're driving down the road. You get a little brake skid, you do, you pick up a rock, you got some ice in the wheel or something. The balance changes all the time. Right. And if the weight can't move to accommodate that, it's only right the day you did it in the shop. Okay. Mud and ice and everything else can affect that too. Yep, sure does. All righty? Okay. All right, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. Very helpful. You betcha. You have a good day. All right, thank you for coming. Thank you, too. Yes. Oh, and go Cubs. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not so much a Bears fan, but Cubs. (laughs) What the heck? In 109 years, we could vote for them. Oops, I shouldn't say vote. Forget about that. Root, root, root. 
Okay, another call. What's his area code? Uh, 254. 254? There's no 254 in the United States. It's in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Is he still in Texas? <laughs> well, yeah. You can't hardly get out of there. Out of All right, You're let's see Texas. what Texas has got. All right. Oh, come on. Come on. There it goes. Hello, Texas. Hey. How you doing? Well, I've, I I got some political comments to make about you staying in Texas, you know, and, and not two by four being not in the United States. Okay. But uh, considering the way that you uh, prefaced, and I don't want to get hung up on yet. I'll reserve that for later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, first off, one of the seven flags. I uh, just wanted to say, what was that? It's one of the seven flags, anyway, or six flags. Six flags, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, just wanted to say thanks to you guys uh, for for putting this deal on. Lord, you're more than welcome. Rutherford and the Dukes of Camber and Castor over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I've got a couple of things. Uh, one, what's that? Go ahead, go ahead. I've got a 2000 Kenworth. I've got a E13. Uh, it's a 1320i steer uh, axle. Got it. And I've put kingpins on it um, just over 200,000 miles ago, and mm-hmm. I just had to redo them. Uh, that doesn't sound right. And no, I didn't think so either. Uh, and it was it caught me really by surprise. Um, and I didn't even suspect kingpins until I took it in for a, a steer tire or a pair of steer tires in alignment. And the guy uh, at the shop lifted up the front of the truck and put his his uh, his tire tool underneath the tire and wobbled it. And I had nearly three quarter of his of an inch of wobble on the driver's side. Now, wait a minute. Let me... He was... He was underneath the tread popping up on the tire, or he was in the sand hole pushing in on the tire? Uh, He wobbled the tire top and bottom inside and out. I don't know exactly where he put his tool at. Okay, I got it. I got it. In and out uh, is... Okay. Yeah. And uh, I said, well, is it for sure kingpins or is it bearings? He, he told me, he said, well, get in there and smash on the brake. And yep. if it's if it's bearings, it'll go away. And right. it did, and it didn't go away. I mean, I, it wobbled so bad I could feel it when he when he moved the tire, and I wasn't yep. even looking okay. at it. Okay. But, um, uh, let, me, let me talk about what ahead. could have happened there, and hopefully this guy didn't do the same mistake. There is a bushing kit that's available that is a plastic Teflon coating on it. And that plastic, no plastic. Teflon coating, no, no plastic. plastic. Okay, because those, those yellow Teflon-coated bushings will pop that Teflon off, and all of a sudden you got to play again. Good. All right. But just so everybody stay away from plastic in your kingdom. And Teflon. And yeah. Teflon. Both. Not okay. Right. Okay. All well, right. I'm glad to hear you say that because there was, when I was calling around for part numbers, uh, one Kenworth, uh, they're both MACs for that matter, but mm-hmm. one of them stocked one that had like Teflon coated bushings. They were bronze mm-hmm. bushing, bushings, they were Teflon coated. And the other guy did not have Teflon coated bushings, and we wound up going with a non coated one. And Good. we had to ream them. Yes. And the guy, uh, he told me that next time I do kingpins, I'm probably going to have to do. A spindle because he said that he had to ring that sucker a lot in order to get the pin to go all the way through. Yeah, it's almost like the hole on the top side was facing a different direction than the hole on the bottom side. That can happen. And yeah, uh, he was telling me that after a while they start spreading out, and the truck's got you know almost three million miles on an original spindle, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, yeah, you may it, it may so, be. Yeah, I, I can see that. I've seen it happen before. Three million miles okay. is a long, long, long time. Yep. Okay, very good. So, Do we have a uh, 
that went in that I just replaced for the same kit that I put in this time. And uh-huh. I was wondering, uh, you know, I've done a little bit of Louisiana and Arkansas and Oklahoma, so that uh-huh. kind of makes me think that's why they wore out. But at the same time, the kingpins that were on the truck before, they were on here for 600,000 miles. Right, but so, they weren't that Teflon coated, so I'm curious what kits did he take out? Uh, as far as I know, they've always been the the same one out, uh, the same one we put back in. No plastic re- or Teflon anywhere. They're all bronze bushing. Did they have to read the last set? Um, I'm not aware that he did, but he didn't mm-hmm. make any special note about it. Okay, well, if he slapped in some that he didn't have to ream, that could be the problem, okay? And if you've reamed these, and if you'll jack it up and grease it, which is what you're supposed to do when you grease kingpins, then you shouldn't have to go uh-huh. through this again. should go another six, 700,000 miles. Okay. Well, I was okay. not aware of that, having to jack up the truck in order to grease it, mm-hmm. uh, grease the kingpins. That's that was a new thing on me, and he, the guy that did it, he asked me if I'd been having them jack it up to grease it. Yeah, and I was like, no, didn't even know that was required. So well, it's, it's not forward, required. Doing that. Yeah, it's not required. It's recommended. Right. Okay. You want okay. to take the load off of it so the kingpins move away from the bushing, so you can get grease back in the spots where all the wear occurs. Correct. Okay. Okay. Uh, is there? Should I just stick with those kind of kingpins going forward, or is there a different kind of uh, kingpin that I can put in there? A buddy of mine told me about some that have like a roller bearing or needle bearings in there as opposed to just uh, bronze bushing. Well, the needle bearing ones are from a Freightliner, and they're in their own proprietary alliance axle. I'm not sure that anybody sells a roller bearing bushing to go in a conventional axle. But Kaiser does okay. sell a stainless steel bushing that I like great. real well. It's great. But then I've got questions as to whether or not that's going to work in his application. Yeah, if his if his spindles are worn out, they won't fit. Right. They won't they won't solve the problem. But if I well, was you with the properly reamed brass bushing jacked up and greased, you should get six, seven hundred thousand miles out of them and I don't see any reason to worry about it. Yeah. When it finally does okay. come time. You know, you're going to have to address whether, even whether you keep the axle at that point. Right. But after three million miles, it's not like it owes you anything. But, Four million at that. But point. the axle doctor can come out and ream and sleeve all that stuff. Sure. Yeah. So it's it's it's. So he can sleeve the the spindles and get the. And he, and he can sleeve the axle yoke if the if the kingpin is moving in the axle yoke. Okay. Now, is this axle doctor? Is that like you know? I've never even dealt with an axle doctor. It's a Is franchise the, across the it's name? a franchise system. Yeah, it's a franchise system across the United States. They can come out and, and re weld spindles on your axles and they can ream the kingpin bushings and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Oh, okay. Well I, I didn't right. realize it was a thing. I always thought it was just a kind of what truckers called the guy that worked on axles. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it is a, it is a thing. Yep, there's a franchise out there. Okay. okay. Uh, is there time for me to ask two more questions or one more? Or yeah, but go? we're gonna. I don't want to be a hog the, here. We're gonna double the price. Double the price. Okay. Well, okay. you know my address. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I just put brand new tires on this truck in May. Okay. Yep. And uh, everything was wearing perfectly, and before I came up on this. Uh, kingpin issue mm-hmm. uh, the driver's side tire was shot obviously because of mm-hmm. that kingpin the other side was just starting to go bad mm-hmm. uh, as far as the kingpin goes and the the passenger side tire it was wearing perfectly fine except for mm-hmm. one spot it had mm-hmm. a cup in it and the guy told me that it's because the belt broke in the tire bullshit it, it's a uh uh, Yokohama RY six seventeen twenty four five eleven R fourteen plus. Bullshit. Bullshit. Was the one spot? Is it on the second rear end? 
Uh, it was on the outside, uh, outside. outside rib of the tire. Mm-hmm. It is. And was it about uh, three or four inches long and, and shaped like a cup? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, shaped like a cup, sort of, yes, but it was less. It was, I would say, maybe two inches. It yeah. wasn't even okay. really that big. Okay. No, and what do you use for balance? Uh, well, I learned something from the last guy, but I, they, they're all stick on weight. Yeah, that sounds like a, a balance cup, okay? And okay. if your tires have been running 60, 70, 80,000 miles with the original balance on them and nothing had changed as far as the balance being able to rebalance or anything, it's very possible that you got a balance cup because now it's out of balance. Yeah, well, it's only about forty to 45,000 on the tires, yep. Yep. if that. I really mm-hmm. don't run, run many miles usually. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so I, should that, I do the media in the tire? Yeah, I like I mean, that, or I like, the, or I like Centromatics, either one. I don't have Centromatics. I've got the other one. What's it called? Balance, Balance Master? Master? Yeah, sure. those work. Yeah, those work. Yep. Uh, they're, Are those, they, do those things wear out, those balancers? No. Cause, <laughs> no? no. Okay. Is that on your truck now? Yes, sir. And it was on the truck when they started doing this cupping? Yes, sir. Yeah, oh, those, well, then it's, those balancers have been on the truck since, well, for at least 10 years. Okay, then that's not a balance issue. That's not a balance cup. Now we got to start talking about what else could cause a single cup, okay? Um, uh-huh. It's possible that there's a slight mismount at that area, now there's a little mold mark right by the rim that if you jack the tire up and spin it, you can watch the rim and you can watch that real mold mark. And if you're looking at one spot of the tire, if it's mounted wrong, it'll dip closer to the rim or further away. And if the cup is right in an area where it's flexing like that, it could be a mismount causing it. Okay? We would also okay, need so to you're jack- saying where the bead of the tire isn't yes. seated mm-hmm. all the way? Yes. If it's yeah. not seated it's properly. Possible. How old are the rims on this thing? What was that again? How, how, how old, old are, are the rims? Yeah. As uh, far as I know, they came on the truck. And it's a what year? It's a 2000. 2000? Yeah. You, yeah you, could have, you could have a rim worn like causing a problem, too. A you can also have I mean, how would I tell that? The uh, they have a, um, a tool that you can put on the rim to... to and it's a contoured piece that slides around the rim to see if the rim has got a deformity in it. Ah. Like this, it's something to pay attention to. We're, we're starting to get into a whole bunch of things that could cause that kind of stuff down. <laughs> there's also, there's also yeah. a race. One of my, you know, if you drew a line from the, if you were, if you were to mismount or change tires uh, or rotate tires, and have have marked on the hub where this spot was, and then with a, a whole different uh, tire and rim assembly. If you get a cup at that point again, now you've identified that there's a problem inside the hub. Probably the race that could be the race. Could be a misbuilt hub. Could be an out around hub. I mean, I mean, we're starting into all kinds of weird things that could be. Right. Just one little cup. But it's not. It's the, that's the re, that's the problem with saying that it was a bad. Belt. Okay, now let me give you another thing that I've seen that'll cause one cup. You're driving down the road. Okay. You're into a parking lot. You make a turn. There's something sharp on the ground, and it cuts the tire in one spot on that rim. Makes just a little cut. Okay. Well, that cut allows the rubber to move, and you'll develop a cup right where that cut is. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a million things right, we can so do that cause one cup. How, how long? Because I've, I've got two brand new tires on the front uh, with them set of kingpins I just put in. How yeah. long before, if it if it is a rim problem or a race problem or a hub problem? I mean, you guys weren't kidding about doubling the price on the second question. If it if it is one of those things, how long before? Huh? Did you put Yokohama's on again? Yeah, the same exact tire, yes, sir. 
then I would say 40, 45,000 miles from now, you'll probably see it again. Yeah. If it's, if it's actually something wrong with the components that you didn't change, it'll show up again in about the same amount of time. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> if I see it start coming up, would I be able to, like, you know, do a bearing job or have yes. them check the rim and save the tire yep. at that point? Yeah. If you – if you can't, you should be able to feel it before you can see it. So if you run your hand over the tire every time you get out, or just yeah. over the edge of the tire, looking for a, just a little deviation, if you find it before you can see it, you can save it. Yeah. Okay. I'll do that. Uh, third question, yes or no? Okay. <laughs> okay. No problem. I have a Dunin with a sliding rear axle. It's a spread or it's a 10-foot or a 10-foot spread that closes to like a Canadian spread. It's like a 60-inch spread. The rear right. axle slides forward. Right. Um, I tried to get an alignment on that sucker, and the guy's like, man, I can't get this sucker aligned. It's the, you know, he aligned it, went out, drove it, came back, and it was facing the other direction. He went out and yep. drove it, came back, and it was no no work, and it yep. was still, and it was facing a different direction. Yep. Is that normal? Hopeless yeah, situation? Because it's, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> ah. There is well. no way you can slide that axle back and forth and lock it and keep it so that it aims within three inches of the other axle. Because three inches <laughs> is... <laughs> now, it's got some sort of a release pin, right? Yeah, it's that same kind of pin that is on a normal the sliding tin for uh, right. Yeah, but it's okay. Just... Now, are all of those holes exactly the same size and in exactly the same spot from one rail to the other? Nah, I couldn't tell you. And does your pin <laughs> they look about the same? Does they the pin the completely fill the hole, or is there a daylight gap around it? Uh, daylight gap on top and bottom, front and back. It looks like it's touching. Yeah, but it ain't touching enough. It can't be. To, let me give you an idea. If I could put an alignment shim in an axle that is stationary, okay, uh, a sixteenth of an inch shim will move the direction of the axle an inch and a half in the length of the trailer. Yeah, for a trailer axle alignment. One sixteenth inch okay. shim, one and a half inches movement. So a sixteenth error on both sides will move it three inches. And surely the, you could move within that hole, a 30-second on each side of the axle. If you can see daylight, you yeah. know that's what's happening. I've never been able to completely satisfactorily align a sliding axle. Okay. Uh, then I guess the secondary question to that one would be, is there a type of tire that is more forgiving to that kind of crap than another? I run 22.5 225 uh, ultra low profile, the 255-70s, whatever they are. I, personally, I think I would go with used tires. <laughs> not, not just, yeah. you know, they're already bad, but because they're lower rubber and they're not going to flex as much. Or, or, or recaps. Right. So the, problem is, the problem is a recap when he's running it as a spread. Yeah. When you turn a corner, that's real hard on a you recap. Which is why I say you get the, get the lowest tires you can, the used tires. And just let it, you know, okay. because it's going to be hard on this thing no matter what. Yeah, the answer is no, there's not a good tire for it. Right. <laughs> so what if I, can I just, like, put new tires on the stationary axle and then, you know, like, rotate them to the back axle? Or yes. is right. that back axle going to tear them both up? Uh, depends on where it's set and which axle actually has the most weight on a particular load. Because the weight dictates which of those axles is the boss. Yeah, uh-huh. On this trailer, most of the time, it's the rear axle, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 Um, it, it, it's built for a specific purpose, but it's not necessarily built to get the best tire work. Yep. Okay. Okay? All right. All right, uh, buddy. Well, I sure appreciate you guys' time. And by okay, the way, no you can, yeah? in case you're going you're gonna to hang up on me anyway... If, if if Clinton wins, 
I'm out. And te- <laughs> You're out. <laughs> we'll take Texas right out. <laughs> oh, oh, what fun. Okay. All right. Well, we, we've, we've been 40 minutes on two calls, right? It looks, it looks like that, yes. Yeah. Well, we've had a good time, though. All right. So well, we we're just providing information. Questions. Uh, we have a lot of questions. All right, go back up. Let's yeah. find another one. Who's the next guy? Three, three, four. Three, three, four. And that is uh, Alabama. 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 And is he in Alabama? Yes, he is. All right. They stay home. <laughs> I'd say he's not. Then. You'd say not? Okay. All right. Hello, Alabama. Hey, guys. How y'all doing tonight? We're having a great day. You? Oh, we're having a great one. Sure, man. It's been a beautiful day down here in Alabama. You know, they get a little cool weather, and get, we just hot and dry about to burn up. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll be uh, very quick. I got a 2016 uh, T680 Kenworth, 171,000 miles on it, and uh, it's mm-hmm. a single axle, dry, single mm-hmm. drive axle. Okay. And, uh, when the truck was new, it had a had a right-hand pull to it. So mm-hmm. uh, we took it to an alignment shop, one a company did, and uh, they did claim they did alignment, and then it was going to the left bad. bad. So mm-hmm. then they took it to another alignment shop, and uh, they got it a lot better than what it was. It's got just a little left-hand pull to it now. Mm-hmm. But I uh, got, got Bridgestone steer tires on it, and uh, I believe it's the... 283 or something like that. Yep, it's, 283s, yeah. Yeah. But uh, the right at the uh, outside edge on the left and the right tire, both of them, it's like it's eating that tire, like peeling the rubber off of those tires. Like okay. right on that, that, right there, that bead there, like where the tread comes, and uh, then you, it starts to drop down to the sidewall. Well, it's, mm-hmm. it's just like eating that tread off all the way around those tires. I was wondering if that could be a toe issue or what. Well, I think that's what we were just discussing. The, it could be, but the first question I got, are you driving it right now? Uh, no, nah, well, I'm at home now. I'm off for the weekend. But, See, you're uh, wrong. I was wrong. See, you're wrong. He's home. All right, all right. Um, the, the first question I have is if you get to your truck, lay your hand flat on the tread, palm down, little pressure on it, slide it across the tire toward the frame, and then pull it back across the other way. Now, if it feels smooth going into the frame and rough as it comes back out, that is a toe problem, okay? Uh-huh. okay? But if it feels smooth both ways, it's not a toe problem, and it could be that tram where we talked about with the first driver. And right. Is it the a finger width wide on the outside edge of the tire, or is it all the way across the rim? No, it's not all the way across it. No, it's it's very small. Just about a fi- the width of your index finger. Maybe may the most, yeah. That, that's okay. no more. Yeah, that's tram wear. That's because the steel belt that's in the tire does not extend all the way to the shoulder or it would stick out the sidewall of the tire. It uh-huh. stops about a finger width in. So when the tire uh-huh. goes through the footprint... And the pressure's on the tire, that outside shoulder is not supported by steel, and it wears a little faster. Right. I wouldn't worry about it. Okay. I know that made sense when I listened to the other caller when you was explaining it to him a while ago. You know, it all fit my, just Mm -hmm. like what I had, you know, when you was explaining that trim world to that other caller a little Mm -hmm. little while ago there. Yeah. Now, yeah. I do have one other thing. Uh, they come to drive for. We run a lot of. I run for a major freight company, and uh, we run a lot of recaps on the rear. Yep. And uh, but the, I get sometimes I get a problem with I get a side to side motion. You know I get it. It gets it, it won't get a, a light fish tail. Yes. Uh, then that's a go away. On, with some loads, it's, if it's a heavier load, it's not as bad. If it's a lighter load, and then sometimes it smooths out. I was wondering if that could be a air ride, uh, it's air ride suspension. If that could be an air, uh, suspension out of adjustment or something. No, usually what it is 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 that normally happens when you have fresh or new recaps on, yeah. and the tread of the tire is real tall. And so yeah. under a light load, it's like running along on your tiptoes. It's kind of wiggling back and forth. 
Mm-hmm. And when you put a heavy load on it, you squat the whole tire down, and you get a bigger footprint, and it's not uh-huh. as wiggly. Now, yeah. do you know what pressure, air pressure you run in the rear of the tires? Well, that's that's another thing. Uh, uh, they 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 claim to run 100 pounds air pressure, but yep. you know they uh, they do service ever uh, 50,000 miles on 45,000 miles on these trucks. Never you know check air pressure any time in between, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I reckon I need to just buy me a gauge my own personal self and, you know, start keep a check on them, you know. That'd be uh, a good idea. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of, which, you know, I don't haul a lot of weight. Sometimes I get an 80,000-pound gross load, but it, it ain't too often, you know. It run a lot of lighter loads. Uh, I know uh, from all my family, you know, we've been trucking business, and we mostly, my uh, brother and him, they run 110 pounds of air in theirs which they uh-huh. pull about 80,000 gross all the time also, you know. Right. But, uh, I but was, they have tandem was, axle trucks, don't they? That's correct. Yeah, they have tandem. you got a single. Uh-huh. So you're, right. carrying, you're carrying, you could carry up to 20,000 pounds on that single axle, right? That's correct. That's correct. Uh-huh. And, and, unless, and that means if you don't have a full weight on there, you may only have 15,000 pounds or 10,000 pounds on that axle. And with 100 pounds pressure, you won't have a very big footprint, and it can get squirrely on you. Uh-huh. So do, I need to, do you think I need to take it up to 110, or is that what no, you're no, saying? No, no, no. No, if anything, you'd want to lower it. But uh-huh. if your company has a policy of 100 PSI, you got to leave it there. Yeah, Yeah, that's their policy. You know, steer, rear and steer there, you know, all, all of them 100 pounds. Well, yeah, the steer should, be a, steer should be 120. Yeah. Now, how uh, how long will it take before those tires settle down? Well, uh, it, it it usually takes at least fifteen thousand miles from start settling. Those, yes, those counts are. Uh, yes. Uh-huh. And then once the tires are broke in, you don't have that squirrely feeling anymore, do you? Right. It, no, you don't have it as bad. You really don't. Uh-uh. Right. I think it's just tall, new, soft rubber tread, and it, and it's a squirrely feeling you get until you break them in. Right, combined uh, a little bit with the high pressure, but yeah, it's not as long as it's. Uh, well, I, I don't know if it would be if anybody would ever say that that was a safety issue. It's not a safety issue. It's just a feel. Right. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, uh, with our my brother here, we're running uh, running some uh, W nine hundred ten work. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, running tall 24s, I run 110 pounds of pressure in them. And, mm-hmm. uh, like, uh, we have a place uh, in the center of the tire on one of the mm-hmm. ribs there, a place for about three foot long in that tire. That tire, and these are new tires that, that it's wore down. It's, it's like it's cut in a same now, are, are, are we talking about a steer tire or a drive tire? Yeah, yeah steer tire. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, you, you're underinflated. You need 120 in that steer tire. Okay. If, because uh-huh. the steer tires are carrying 6,000 pounds on each tire. Uh-huh. The rear tires are only carrying 4,000 pounds on each tire. Uh-huh. So the steer okay. tire needs more air pressure to keep that footprint flat on the ground. If you don't keep it flat, it buckles up and you start losing the middle ribs. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. That's good. Okay. All right. I appreciate y'all's help, Barry. And, uh, you know, tires have just become something that in the last year and a half or two there that I really got interested in, you know, and, and uh, keeping air pressure in them because I've seen through my own personal vehicles, you know, how much more life you get out of a tire when you properly keep it inflated, you know. Yep. And uh, right. your, your wear patterns. And, then, and you answered another question I had earlier. That was about rather to put the... Uh, those packets in there, you know, in the tire for the balancing, or mm-hmm. either the the mounted. Uh, and you asked for that in the last two calls there, you know, and, and it really, really like uh, what you had to say, you know, with it putting the packets inside of the tires there, uh, the beads in there, you know, it goes to where it needs to balance the tire there at. Where if you got it just on the side of the rim, it's just that one spot at the time you balanced it there, and that you know really. I gave me some inside on that there, and I was wondering which would be the best there, but I really see, like, throwing those packets in there, you know, those beads in that tire, that really uh, works the best, I believe, there. It does. I, uh, my experience is that's the way to balance. Okay? Yeah, and the thing okay. about that, 
that whole conversation is this is this tire wear is the one most easily controlled, highest expense of operating these trucks. Yep. So if you can just get a handle on your tire wear, then you can get the most profit out of your truck. Yep. Exactly. All righty, buddy. Right. You right, have yourself a good day. Thank you, too. Bye-bye. Okay, we still got a bunch of questions. I don't know how many we'll get to, but we'll give it a try. What do you got? 785. 785. Not 687. You said 785. 785. Massachusetts. Massachusetts. No, it's not. It's Kansas. I like it. Kansas. Is he in Kansas? Yes, he's in Kansas. I'm going to say he's not. Okay. All right. Hello, Kansas. Are you there? I can hear you. You're rattling your phone around. But I can't understand a word you're saying. Hello. There you are. Yes, sir. We are talking to you. Oh, that's cow. Okay. I got a a T2000. Year's 2000, and I was wanting to cut off get rid of my weight on the rear end so I was going to cut off the frame and put a four airbag on it out of another Kenworth and okay. make it a single drive axle is, is that okay. wise to do that? Sure you can do that we've done that a bunch of times in the years past uh, what kind of suspension do you have now? It's Kenworth eight, eight airbag yeah Okay. Airbag from a 200 to a... You could convert that to a uh, that suspension. You could convert that suspension to a single drive. Do you want to shorten well, the frame? Or... No, I kind of want to make it a little bit longer, but I want to try. I was going to, I took the rear axle. There are locking hubs on both of them, and I took the rear axle and put it up front, but it won't work that way. No, you oh. need to leave it at the back, leave the rear axle at the back, and take the front axle out, leave the same center trunnion that's coming down so that it's hooking to the rear axle, but the U-shaped bar that goes to the front axle, you take that bar out, okay? And now you have a single four-bag air ride axle at the back of the truck. Got it? Now, that means you're going to have to change your drive shaft. Somebody's going to have to build you a new drive shaft. You'll probably have to put an extra carrier bearing in there to get the drive shafts to work right. Well, is this, this, isn't, this isn't the 100, is it? It doesn't matter if it's 100 or a 400. You can do okay. it. Same Either one shape. works. All right. Boy, what about the – I was going to drive off the front axle, take the power divider out. Oh, so you were going to leave the axle in the back. You would still wanted a tandem axle truck, but you only wanted one driving. Is that right? You wanted to convert it into what they call a six by two, right? Yeah. Yep. Right. Okay. Then that'll get rid of about a thousand pounds too. Yes. Okay. You can still, if you wanted to leave that differential housing there, okay, you could take the inner axle drive shaft out. You could pull the pumpkin out or the the drop-in out of the rear pumpkin, put a plate over where it was, and just drive off the front axle. That's a power divider? Yeah. Oh. Just leave the power divider locked in and drive it. Yeah. Okay. You think that? Okay, that ain't going to... That ain't gonna hurt. No, it shouldn't no. because there's there's no second axle to fight with the power divider. Yeah. So I just leave it locked. Well, whatever. Leave it locked. Yeah. Talk to a yeah. gear guy. I'm not a gear guy. I know that I have periodically had a situation where I had to take the drive the inner axle drive shaft out, locked in the power divider, and drove a truck in, and it seemed to work fine. Okay, but talk to a gear guy about what the long-term damage to the gear would be. But from my perspective of trying to make it work, unless the gear guy tells me that won't work, all I got to do is take the drop-in out of the rear pumpkin, put a cover plate over that diff housing, take the drive axle shafts out of the hubs, and put covers over those, 
and I've got a six by two. Yeah. But if a gear guy says it won't work, okay, well then that stops me. So if I would put a four airbag on it, four airbag, uh, I think that would be a little bit lighter too, wouldn't it? Uh, and and then I can make the frame a little bit longer, so I'm not so close to my cab. You could you could do that too. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of things you can do. Really, all of these things really are out of my field, but I have watched okay. people do some of this stuff. Okay. Yeah. Now, yeah. and you're doing this. Well, you're I doing remember. this. You're doing this to improve fuel economy you, and reduce weight, right? Yeah, mostly reduce weight because I'm always... Okay. All right, let me give you a warning. You convert to a 6x2. Your drive axle tires, the one axle that has the horsepower in it, is going to wear twice as fast as what it's doing right now. Now, that may not end up being a problem but, because the other set of tires aren't wearing it at all. They're going to wear like a trailer tire because yeah. they not don't have any horsepower. So you can just rotate and everything. Yeah. Seems, but, but if... But if you're used to getting 300,000 miles out of your drive tires and you convert to a 6x2, that one drive axle is going to get 150,000 miles. Right. Well, I put super singles on it, like you said, and I turned them. They were two-inch two offset, and I turned them around, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure. Now they're – and so I like that. That trail's better. Uh, mm-hmm. And lower the weight. I'm still fighting the weight, and I'm going to – uh, and then I feel well. The other would give me. If I got a locking hub up there, then the other, then I would be all right. Far as the, I'll ask somebody about that. What you said? Yeah. Yeah. Ask some gear guy that's, that that would know what would happen because yeah. that would be the simplest way to make a six by two. Yeah, I'm not sure what the fuel savings are altogether between a six by two and a six by four, and I'm also not sure what the weight savings are between an eight bag and a. And a, a four-bag. I don't well, think there's going to be – I think the eight-bag is actually I, lighter than an air leaf is. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, really? I think I so. The leaf lighter. Springs, no, the leaf springs are heavy. And look at all the weight you're going to save when you pull that drop-in out of that rear end. Well, no, no, no I found an air four-airbag. It's, it's, you know, it's not – It's. I found a four-airbag, a guy, guy with salvage yard that cuts – Mm-hmm. The truck apart or the frame apart, so sure, I could buy that sure. for eighteen hundred dollars. Yeah, and, and do a clip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just so cut it off, put that on it. Exactly how much weight do you save? And the four airbag that you bought that you could buy is a six by two. Yeah, no, 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 it ain't that. But I could switch rear ends to where I could put that rear axles, like what you said. Uh, to the front, but see this one I can't because uh, four, eight airbags, one of rear ends facing the uh, right. In other words, right. I understand. I understand. Okay. And well, I remember a lot of you people... talking when I seen that you at the show and stuff before. You know, you uh, some of them Freightliners and stuff had a weak uh, frame, and that wore out the yeah. wasn't wearing the tires right. Remember? Right. Yeah. Right. Okay, well, ask me about it. See if that idea works. Okay, thank you. You bet you, buddy. Bye-bye. Thank you for calling. Okay. All we right. have been at this an hour. We have. How many more questions do we have? Three more questions. Do you want to try and get them? Well, let's try one of them. Talk fast. All right. What do we got? 704. 704. Are you there? Hey, LA, how you doing? Oh, we're doing good. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing I have to pee. <laughs> yeah. I have a, an advice question. I got Firestone drive tires, 14 ply, five years and two weeks old. Uh-huh. I've already camped it down one time, and now I have to make a decision to either regroove them. The wear has been phenomenal. But being at the tires are five years old, yeah, they're already a problem. No, I know if I yeah, but some of those. Long. If you regroove them, you're only going to get another twenty thousand miles best out of it, and then the casing is worth nothing. You can't even trade it in. Okay. Okay. If you recap them, that's that's a good seven eight year casing. I know it's got a five year warranty. Usually, you might look it up. It might have a seven, but I would cap them. I, I wouldn't get rid of the casing. 
Oh, yeah, because they're not even buying 14 blind tires as a casing anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I I don't like regrooving because when you regroove them, the casing is shot and it's nothing but salvage now. Oh. And uh, so now when I recap them, they're one-tenth on either a single or dual configuration. And being mm-hmm. at the tires five years old, I mm-hmm. was going to run them at 105 with a dual inflation monitoring system. Or should I run them at 110? Wait, are you running them on a drive or a trailer? On a drive. Is it a, no, it's not a spread axle. I, I'd run 100 pounds. You don't need any more than 100 pounds in a drive position. Okay, because I was just about ready to, um, to order the uh, crossfires. Yeah, and they 100 come in pounds. 100 pounds. Okay, good deal. 100 pounds. Okay. I'm glad I I'm glad I got it before it was too late. <laughs> All righty, buddy. Very good. Thanks. Right, thanks. Thank Talk you. to you later. Right. Bye. All right. Well, okay. Let's try one more. If you yeah. got quick, we yeah. can get through this. Let's do some. Five one zero. Five ten. Five ten. Where are you? California. California. Hello, California. Hi there. How are you? We're good. Right. You? I'm doing well. I was cool. calling because I have a '06 Freightliner. Uh-huh. And when I get to about 45 miles per hour, it starts shaking really um, hard. And now in the steering it's wheel? anywhere between – it feels like it's under the hood. So I'm not sure if it's in the steering wheel or where. No, no, no. If you feel it in your feet and seat, it's in the rear of the truck. If you feel it in the steering wheel, it's in the front of the truck. When it starts, it could take over the whole truck. Yeah, but where do you feel it went first? I feel it more on the passenger side. But one of my okay, drivers said he feels more under the driver's side. Yeah, so it's a rear-end vibration. It's not a front-end vibration. And typically a vibration in that speed range will be a pinion angle, a carrier bearing, something like that. Now, can you drive through it when you get up to about 52, 53? Yes. That's a driveline angle, a ride height problem, a carrier bearing. Something in the drive lines is causing the vibration. Okay. Okay? All right. Well, thank you, guys. Not a problem. You have a good day. All right. Thanks for calling. You too. Bye. All right. Okay. One more here. Yeah? Uh, well, it's Texas again. He came he back? He already had three questions. Yeah. We, we, let, let, do we have anybody <laughs> past him? Slide down. Let's take a look. No. Nobody passed. All right. We'll give him one chance. All to, right. We've, we've already been four questions on this guy, but he looks <laughs> like he's got another one. No. What? No, no, no question. Uh, if if uh, for some reason that Kansas guy wants to talk, I'm actually in the market for another axle, and uh-huh. I could, I've also got some feedback for him on that uh, that single drive thing. Okay, is the Kansas and, guy still on, Kevin? I've got it. Yeah, he's up here. Okay, do you want? Well, yeah, we can put a conversation together. Right here. Let's hold let's on. put a conversation together. Just hold on a second here. We'll yeah, see if we can just hit both of them live. Is that how that works? Hey, we'll try that. He can just you can give him you right, can give him there. my phone number. Hello, Kansas. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm pulling along the road and stopping and getting my pen and getting, getting your pen out. All right, you guys should be able to talk to each other. Can you do that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I can hear him. Uh, FYI, I had a situation where I had to pull my interaxial shaft out because uh, I had a cracked yoke on the rear Uh axle, and it wound up burning out my my interaxial differential lock because I had to to do what you were talking about. Ah, Um, so it's not good. I was under a moderate load, and Uh it'll work for a short distance, but it will – it does eventually wear it out, so – Okay. I All don't right. necessarily recommend that. But Good uh plan. Uh if if you're comfortable with it, um can I give my phone number to this gentleman? You go right ahead. Oh, you're the on one that's the gonna get the phone calls, not us. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, I I know how to use that block feature too. All right. <laughs> no, 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 okay, I'm ready to write. Uh it's uh two five four six five two. Three three two three. I'm actually in the market for a lock, uh, lock and drive axle. So if you could give me a holler, I'd be interested in seeing what we can work out. Okay, uh, two five four six five two 
Three, two, three, three. The last four is backwards. Three, three, two, three. Three. Three, three, two, three. Okay, thank you, Amelia. Thank you. All right. Six, five, two, thirty-three, twenty-three. Okay, I'll call you in the morning. Excellent. Thank you, guys. Yep, y'all have a good night, and thanks a lot. I really enjoyed it. You're welcome. All righty, bye-bye. Go Cowboys. Go Cowboys. <laughs> I said no politics. <laughs> All righty. It has been a good evening. We've uh, gotten some questions answered. Everybody's had a little laugh. Uh, I want to thank you all for your time, and we will try you again next Sunday. All right. Thanks for calling, everybody. Bye. Now, there's a good question about Thanks for joining us on Rolling Toe. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road.